0: Thanks for joining us today. We'd love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life, so we encourage you to share your story with us at info Also, if God is using this ministry to impact you, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially. You can do that by clicking on the giving link located in the description below this video, online at fellowshipgj.com, or if you're a member here at Fellowship Church, you can give through your fellowship profile on the Church Center app. This will help us continue to bring the message of Christ to our community and beyond. Again, thank you for joining us and enjoy today's message.
1: Good morning, Fellowship Church!
2: God is good all the time, all the time. And whether you're listening online or you're here in this room, that truth can sometimes be tough to hear, especially if we're in the midst of suffering. I think it's a question that I feel like God wants to address really fast, that maybe some of us are in a place of suffering, some of us in our hard spot, and it's hard to see the goodness of God in our lives, when the circumstances and the things are right in front of us. But God invites us to respond to him all the time. And I challenge you, your response to God in the midst of suffering is surrender, is surrendering to him and having the faith and the courage to say that God, though my circumstances are bleak and may be dark, you are not. God is not bleak, God is not dark, he is good. So whether you are on a place where you feel the goodness of God right now, or you need, or you want to feel the goodness of God, will you pray with me right now? Jesus, you are good. God, you are good. And so Father, all of us right here, Jesus, we just surrender to you. God, we we lay it down, we lay our circumstances down, our, our point of view down for you. God, because you are good, And Jesus, I pray that we can feel and we can see and we can know, God, that you are good. And through the word that's coming today, God, I pray that you can open our eyes to see what you want us to see. You can open our ears to hear what you want us to hear, God, because you are good and you want what's good in our lives. So, Father, we surrender to you in your heavenly name. Amen. All right, guys, come on, give him another shout of praise. He's good, he's good, that's right. All right, for those of you in the room, go ahead and say hi to somebody and you can find your seats. For those of you online, I'd love to just welcome you today. Thank you so much for tuning in with us. We are so happy to see you guys and uh, knowing that you are tuning in from all over the planet. It seems like every single week, it's somewhere different. So go ahead, if you're in the chat right now, if you're at home, type in where you're watching from, give some praise hands or some fire emojis, whatever you feel like the Lord is speaking in your life. I pray if you're online, engage with us today. Um, You can talk to somebody for prayer on our website or Uh, online and we would love to be able to connect with you and to see you. For those of you that are in the room with us right now and maybe it's your first week joining us here at Fellowship, we'd love to just say welcome to you and we are so happy that you chose this Sunday to spend some time with us. If it is your first time or you're just new here and you wanna get some more information, on a lot of the different things that we go going on here at Fellowship. Stop by the information center, fill out a little card. We'd love to give you um, some free coffee, but also just be able to give you some more information about us and put you in contact with some of our staff throughout the week. We're gonna continue with our tithes and offerings right now. It's another great way to worship God is to be able to give. And specifically for myself, it was when I started giving first. I think there was uh, uh, this illustration that we did that really put it in my mind and we did it in kids' church. And I wanna, those guys in kids' church, the green shirts, you guys are awesome, for real. You guys are amazing right there. And red team too, and all of our volunteers. We love you, okay? But in kids' church, I saw this illustration where they started with uh, like a candy bar, already good for me, I love it. And they start with a candy bar and basically they give a candy bar to somebody and that person just starts letting people take bites off of it, right off the bat. And everybody's got bites and all of a sudden you're left with this just like chewed up, like drooled on piece of granola or uh, candy bar. And then they try and give you that piece back. And it's like I don't want that. That's disgusting, and um, it was that illustration that says sometimes that's what we do to God is we uh, we take and then it was it's like at the end of the month or the end of the um, the, the end of our, our pay period or whatever it is and we just give him whatever's left instead of that full ten percent and I, I was like man that is just an image that I don't want to to give God a, a gross drooled on thing but I wanna give him my first. And, and you see some of the first ties in the Bible with Cain and Abel, like that. the first fruits are valuable and, and you wanna give him the best of what that is. And when my family started doing that and when we started just giving right off the top and we made that a priority in our lives, God really opened up a lot of different things in our lives. And it wasn't just like a monetary thing. There were times where he would just extend the life of a vehicle that there is no reason it should still be running right, or to extend the life of um, a microwave or a dryer, whatever that might be, Um, a break on rent a certain different month or some extra income that comes in, it's just crazy um, what happens when you start giving God that first. So I wanna be able to pray financial blessings over you guys. There's a lot of different ways that you can give here at Fellowship Church. We're not passing buckets in the room, but you'll find offering boxes uh, in the lobby. You can also drop your tithe off during the week. We'd love to also say hey and be able to pray with you if you need that. Um, but you can also give online. That's one of the easiest ways through the church center app is to give. It's all connected right there. It's easy to do. And when my wife and I got on the same household, then we'd know who tithed or not because there are a few times we're tithing double, you know, and when you can't take it back, it's to Jesus. So it's one of those things that like, it's nice that we're on the same, uh, we're on the same household there. So the church center app's a great way. You can also see a whole bunch of different ways um, up on the screen as well. So let me pray, if you need a financial blessing or breakthrough in your life, go ahead and raise your hand. I'd love to pray a prayer blessing over you. Jesus, God, we love you. And I just pray that you can unleash financial blessing for those people that are at home that need it, for those of us in this room that need it, God, I just pray that you can open up the floodgates of heaven, God, that you can bring your peace and your comfort um, along with um, a, a number of value, Jesus. And, and Father, you say uh, that, that we are worth your sacrifice on the cross. And I, Father, I just pray that as we uh, lay down these gifts and as we sacrifice this and we give to you, God, I pray you can bless each and every um, one of these gifts and each and every household that needs it. Lord, we love you and we thank you in your heavenly name. Amen. All right, I'm excited to share something that's coming up. We are excited. We now have a baptism on the calendar. It's been a little while. It's been a little while. So if that's something that you uh, wanna take part of, it's a, it's a great way to publicly declare that, man, you're gonna follow Jesus for the rest of your life. If you haven't done that before, uh, or if you have any uh, questions on that, go ahead and get on the Church Center app under the Events tab, and you can register there. You can also see us at the Information Center. Uh, it's gonna be on October 25th, and we always host it in 4640. In between services, you can invite friends, you can invite family to celebrate with you on this glorious day. Baptism is a great, great symbol that Jesus did that we wanna be able to uh, do that as well. And it's a great experience for any of you that whether you've walked with Jesus for a long time and you just haven't done it, or if you're a new believer uh, in these last few months, it'd be a great way to, to share that with everybody. So thank you so much. I'm super excited about baptism. Again, that's on the Church Center app or you can stop by the Information Center. And here are a few other things that are happening here at Fellowship Church.
1: Good morning, Fellowship Church. Can you believe that it's almost October and God is doing some really cool things here at our church? First of all, October 6th, we're gonna be starting a book club and it's gonna be on the book Sacred Pathways, which is an incredible read about how God specifically made us and how he made us to have a relationship with him. We'd love to have you be a part of that. It is a great way you can get involved here at church without actually coming to the building because you can do it as an online experience. The best way to sign up is to go through our church center app. You can get the book in the bookstore and sign up today. Also, October 14th, we'll be starting a new course on the Holy Spirit. So right after Signs is done on October 7th, we will immediately, the next week, start a new course with Pastor Will. It is gonna be at 6.30. It is gonna be a really cool course where we can understand how the Holy Spirit works in our lives as well as understand his gifts and his fruits. So make sure you make plans to be a part of this awesome series. Uh, You can do so by signing up on the Church Center app. The course is free, there are no books required. We're gonna be having a soft opening for 4640 on October 6th and 7th. So we're gonna open up our building again to our kids. For the last several weeks, we've had 4640 outdoors, but now that the weather is starting to turn, it's time to bring them inside. And so we're very excited about reopening 4640 on Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Bring your students on the 6th and 7th as we reopen our facility green team is needing volunteers. Our green team are the workers that we have that minister to your second through fifth graders on Sunday mornings. It is a really awesome ministry that blesses our kids in such an incredible way. And there's all kinds of ways you can serve back there. Maybe you help lead games or you're a part of the uh, mic crew that does uh, live services. Maybe you help with cameras or sound or video. Whatever the case, we need your help back there, especially as we can bring more people back into our buildings, we need some help. So please sign up today. You can do so by calling us here at Fellowship, 245-PRAY, or stopping by the information counter and filling out an application. Guys, also remember to check out our website. It will keep you informed on all the things that are happening here at Fellowship. Well, God bless you and enjoy the rest of the service.
3: Well, good morning, church. I'm so excited to bring this message today. I believe it's something that um, God has just laid on my heart, and I really feel like we uh, we can complicate things. How many of you feel like you've had a complicated year? Yeah, and how many of you feel like some of what you're thinking and you're doing is making it more complicated? Anyone, let's be honest. Yeah, we have a tendency to complicate things, and I I really feel like I have a message today that I'm excited to bring, so I'm so glad that all of you are here with us. Thank you for those of you joining with us online. I wanna go ahead and dive right into my passage today. It's found in Matthew chapter four. I love this Bible story. It says this, talking about Jesus. It says, while walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets, and they followed him. Would you pray with me before we dive into this today? Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for how great you are. We thank you for Jesus. And um, just like we sang a moment ago, uh, God, whatever we gotta go through in this life, it's important that you get the glory out of it. So, uh, God, that's what we ask for today. We, we pray that more than anything else, you would be glorified in this place today, that we would see Jesus, that we would understand your plan for our life, that you would speak to us today, God. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. So, Jesus is walking on the seashore, and he sees two men out fishing, and he says, Hey! Hey! Somebody say, hey, 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 follow me and I will make you fishers of men and see Jesus gives this call through scripture and he gives it over and over to people. It is the call of Jesus for every person on this planet. It is the call of Jesus in your life. People get confused about this. I don't, I don't know what the call of God is on my life. I don't know what it, no, the call of God is very simple in your life. He says, hey, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. In other words, what Jesus is saying is he's saying you're doing something in one dimension right now. When I walked past you, you're using your skill set and you're using what you've learned in the past and you're using it all in the natural realm and you're using it in one place. But if you follow me, I'm going to make you fishers of men. If you follow me, I'm gonna, uh, following me is going to change you into stepping into a new dimension. So, what he's saying is, I, I'm going to take you from being just in one dimension, uh, from being fishers of fish to being fishers of men. So, he's saying, I'm not just going to save you, but I'm going to save your skill set, I'm going to save your past. I'm gonna save the good things you've learned, and I'm gonna save the bad things you've learned. I'm gonna save your wins and I'm gonna save your failures because, because you, I'm getting you prepared for a place that I'm about to take you. So he's saying, listen, if you just follow me, I'm gonna make you a fisher of men. See, there's two things in that statement. He says, follow me and I will make you. Follow me and make you, that's two different things. Follow me, see, that's your responsibility to follow God. Making you, changing you, that's God's responsibility. See, he didn't tell Peter, Peter, you need to learn how to become a fisherman. You need to study up on how to become a fisherman of men. That's, maybe get on Google. I don't know if you need to like ask Siri about this, see if there's any other examples you can learn from and grow with and like, like learn how to become a fisher of men. No, no, no. He says that, that, that changing you part, making you into someone else, that, that, that is just going to happen when you follow me. If you follow me in pursuit of me, it's going to change you. And see, I, I've got something to share with you today because it's why so many of us struggle in life is, is that you've been doing everything you can to change you. You've been thinking, if I just read more, if I just, if I just pray more, if I just try this discipline more, if I do this or if I do that, that's gonna be what changes me. And we spend all of our walk with what we think is our walk with Christ on just trying to change yourself. And He you says, oh no, that that making you part, that changing you part, that's none of your business. Well, your business is, is to just follow me. And in the pursuit of me, what's going to take place is I'm going to change you. And you're never really going to know when it happened. But just like one day, you're gonna wake up and you're gonna start realizing wait, things aren't the way they used to be. I don't look at things the way I used to. It's like all of a sudden, changes start to happen and and, and the call of God is why the changes happen. Not, Not because he said, I want you to go try harder. He just makes it simple. The call to every follower of Christ is, hey, follow me. Jesus says, follow me. The Bible says that after Jesus made this call out to Peter, follow me. The Bible says immediately they dropped their nets. Don't you know that there is something about the initial call of God in your life that demands an immediate response? When you first feel that tug on your heart of God calling to you to follow him, to trust him, like immediately it demands a response that you would let go of things, that you would change your life, that you would view things differently. So immediately he dropped his nets. There was an immediate response there, but what I wanna show you in scripture is that this immediate response, and it looks different for all of us. I'm I'm talking about like when you have a true encounter with God. It, it'll cause you to change things. A true encounter with God will cause you to, to leave a man you can see to start pursuing a man that you can't see. It, it'll cause you to leave things that you've always put your trust in in the past in order to be able to trust in your God who knows the future. And the Bible says immediately they dropped their nets and followed him. And what I want you to see here is what they did immediately also took place gradually. Because if you know this story, what you know is that Peter dropped his nets in a moment, but he picked them up again. I wonder, have you ever dropped something to follow Jesus, and then later, you picked it up again? Like, you you let go of it. it, it was your plan B, it was that thing right maybe maybe it was how you caught your comfort. It was how you caught your peace. It was how you caught your uh, your assurance. it was it, it, it was a tool that you used to get you through life. It was It was a way that you'd pacify yourself. It was a way that you medicate yourself. you dro- you dropped it. but later we see that Peter picked it back up again. Have you ever dropped something and you picked it back up again? And see. Over and over again, we see in this passage that, that now Jesus is using a man and he gets in a boat with a man who has nets and he uses a, a man who has nets and, and, and he preaches from a boat who has nets and he's using him, but all the while he's calling him to drop his nets, to leave his nets, to not just be a fisher of fish, but to be a fisher of men. He's like, he can still use you with what you're going through. He can still use you with what you're holding on to, but he will continue to call you away. This is a, this is a passage about the patience of God. The patience of a God who loves you so much who who, he will continue to use you with your issues but he'll continue to call you away from him. That that you would let go of those things finally once and for all, that you you, you drop them and and I know we pick them back up again but he, he's calling us to drop them because you keep going back to what you can see but your God loves you so much. He's saying I'm calling you to what you can't see and there's things that you can't do right now because you're you're holding in your hands something from the past that is, that is keeping you back from what I want you to do in life. It's keeping you back from the freedom. You're getting tangled up in the very net that, 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 that I want you to let go of. Would you just let go of them and follow me? Follow me? He preaches on a boat and he rebukes storms on a boat with a man who in one hand had his nets. In one hand, he's got Jesus. He's following Jesus now. He's in a relationship with Jesus. But on the other hand, he's still got that junk from the past and yet even through this Jesus used Peter and he kept calling him from his nets and friends I'm here to tell you that is life. Over and over again, I've seen people like you, you walk through life with such condemnation, feeling like there's just this struggle. It's like, if I was truly saved, why would I go back to my struggles? If I was truly saved, why would I continue to to deal with this thought pattern? Why, why would I go back to this sin? Why would there be these these things going on? And and we see the patience of God is that there's a relationship here between Jesus and Peter. There There's a relationship, a closeness there, and yet Peter's still struggling. Why? because Peter's still alive Peter's sin issue was taken care of because he had a relationship with Jesus but that, that's, that's for a relationship with God in, into eternity, into heaven but that doesn't mean he's not going to struggle here on this planet so the patience of God shows us that he keeps coming back and saying listen, just follow me follow me and I'm going to change you. Follow me and, and 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 you're not even going to know when I did it, but there's going to be a moment that, that all of a sudden you're going to start looking back and you're going to have courage that you didn't have before and you're going to have understanding that you didn't have before and, and your insecurities are going to start to wash away and you're going to start to stand in front of people that you used to cower from and, and be afraid of and now all of a sudden you're starting to speak out and do what God wants you to do. It's like if you just follow me, I'm going to Change your life. See, the the Bible says, for the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. That's Psalms 37 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. You'll never know what step you did it in, but I'm going to change you. This is walking with God. Little by little, I'm going to peel away your insecurities. I'm going to peel away all of your struggles so that you're going to find yourself in a place where now all of a sudden you're changed and you're using your gift set and you're using your skill set in the world where you've been hiding and you've been a chameleon and you've tried to just fit in and not splash the water and not get in trouble to where now you're starting to use your voice and you're starting to speak up and say, listen, this isn't a political issue. This isn't about mass. This isn't about whether or not you believe in this party's morality or this party's morality. This is about jesus and you're going to start standing up and going uh, uh because so many of us like christians are taught to be nice we're supposed to be nice it's, let's just let's just love jesus let's sing kumbaya let's be happy but man i don't know about you anyone who's ever read the bible views it differently Anyone who has ever read the Bible sees that this Jesus that calls us to follow him goes into the temple and flips tables over and starts whipping a whip and cracking a whip and saying, you're all doing it wrong. Why? Because he loves us enough to not let us walk away from God. Do you understand that this passivity that so many of us have bought into, that we've been taught by the world not by Jesus. We've been taught by the world what it looks like to be a Christian is to be a nice person. Hmm. You want to know why? It's easy to control a nice person. It's easy to just be like, well, you just, okay, it's a nice little religious value you have over there. You can just sit down and just keep that to yourself. And we're gonna go back to work now. We're gonna go back to what matters now. And the world can control someone who doesn't understand who they're following. But when you start following the God of the universe, the God who created you, the God who it's all about. See, he sits, there is one who sits above it all. There is one who is seated at the right hand of the Father and under him is everything. When you start following him, you start recognizing all of these distractions that the world brought in against me and are trying to get me to become passive. You're gonna start speaking up just like Peter did and he didn't even know why he was doing it. But all of a sudden now he's he's cowering from Christians, cowering from Christ followers, cowering from Jews, and then he finds himself standing before them and saying, this very Christ, Jesus, whom you crucified, has been made both Lord and Savior, both Lord and Christ. He, now he's standing up in front of people he used to be terrified of, and he's got a voice. Where did that come from? Did he download a podcast, say, how are you supposed to stand up to your boss at work? Like, I, I just need to know, if I could read another book on this, then I could know how to really stand up from my faith, how to evangelize, how to do all these different things, and we, then you can very easily go back to this thought, wait, 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 it, it, I, I've got to try, I've got to just change myself, I've got to be better, I've got to be more outspoken, I've got to have more self-discipline. No, what is the call of God? Follow me, follow me, follow me, and you're never going to know what day I did it, but but I'm gonna change you. And you're gonna see that you're not the same person that you used to be and you don't put up with the same things and you don't, you don't agree with the way that you used to think even in the past. It's like, j- just follow me and you and I are gonna have a relationship. And seeing a relationship, it, it's more than just an experience because what I read to you is an experience but what I'm preaching to you is a relationship. <laughs> because marriage is an experience. Right, the, the, sorry, the wedding is an experience. Having a marriage, that's a relationship. And there's laughter in the room because you know there's a difference between eating cake and smiling and giving each other rings between that and life. And there's a relationship. See, having a baby is an experience. Raising a child is a relationship. Jesus is calling Peter to follow me. What is he calling him into? Follow me. And we're gonna have a relationship. That means sometimes you're gonna have your nets in your hand. You're gonna have your plan B. You're gonna have your crutch. You're gonna have your addiction. You're gonna have the way you try to catch things on your own in the flesh. Sometimes you're gonna have that and sometimes you're not. Follow me. Well, sometimes you're gonna be up and sometimes you're gonna be down. Follow me. Sometimes you're gonna be faithful and sometimes you're gonna be inconsistent, follow me. Sometimes you're gonna be right and sometimes you're gonna be wrong, follow me. Sometimes you're gonna be uh, uh, cutting people's ears off and and, and, and saying that this is the son of God and then there's gonna be other times where you're denying me and and, and cussing people out and, and, and running away and hiding. It's like through all of it, follow me, follow me. And my friends, I'm here to tell you that just like we see in Peter's life, we look at our own lives and we recognize our own inconsistencies. We recognize our own failures. We recognize sometimes I'm up, sometimes I'm down. And I hear people say things like, I feel like I've been struggling with my walk with God because I used to be really good at this discipline or that discipline. I used to really read my Bible. I used to really journal out. I used to really do these different things. It's like, we based off these different things. We're like, maybe I'm doing good, maybe I'm not in in a relationship. There's gonna be times when you're doing good and at times when you're not in action, but if you're still following him, you're still in the middle of a relationship. He's still holding on to you. He's still moving in you. He's still changing you. Why? Because you're following him. You're following him. And we see in this story that Peter gets to a point where, where, where he's breaking. You know, there, there was times when he was following Jesus and he was walking on water and he was, he was chopping people's ears off because they thought he was coming after Jesus, coming after his master, coming after his Lord. And, and all of this is going on and, and, and then all of a sudden things start to turn around. And things don't start to look the way that Peter had expected And circumstances come forward and a a season happens where, wait a minute, this doesn't look like the way I thought it was gonna look. I didn't I didn't see raising my kids looking like this. I didn't see 2020 looking like this. I didn't see my business looking like this. I didn't, I didn't see my marriage looking like this. And it's like things started to change and, and Jesus was crucified and things go from bad to worse and things get really, really bad in his life and they get really, really dark in Peter's life to the point so bad at one point that G, that Peter ends up denying Jesus, cursing everybody out and walking away from his relationship with Jesus. This is the same Peter that Jesus invested three years of mentoring in, three years of teaching him and loving him and investing into him, three years of investment into him. He quits the church. He says, I'm sick of it. This is all nonsense. Now Jesus is crucified and, and people are out here trying to kill me and people are crazy and it's like, and like I'm just sick of it all. And, and the Bible says here in verse, uh, John 21, verse three, he says, Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. I'm going fishing's the same as, I'm going on a drinking spree. I'm sick of all this. I'm going back to doing it my way. I'm sick of hurting. You can't trust nobody, people are crazy, they'll hurt you. It's like everything that I thought was gonna happen didn't happen so it's like my eyes must have been closed all along here and things went from bad to worse and he finds himself in a place where Peter ends up quitting the church and saying, "I." I'm done with this. When he says, I'm going fishing, push has come to shove. He's, he's no longer trying to walk on water. He's no longer trying to see his life changed. He's no longer trying to take his gift set into the world and affect other people's lives through Jesus. He's no longer trying to do any of these things. He's saying, listen, I'm done to, with all this. He, he has succumbed to his baser understanding of his own personal identity through his lenses physically. It was, I don't know all this that God said about me being more than a conqueror and that, that God said that I'm the head and not the tail. I don't know about that. I don't know about you know, being chosen by God and being a child of God. But, but what I do know is I, I know how to fish. So I'm gonna I'm push all that God stuff to the side and he, he went back to the base understanding of who he thought he was. Who he thought his true identity was. He says, I'm going fishing. And he started throwing out his nets. Yep, still has them. Just like so many of us in this room. He went back to his plan B, he went back to what he trusted about himself, he went back to where he knew he could catch a fix. And he thought, I'm going back because all this is too hard. And the Bible says that he goes out <clears throat> and he takes his nets and he casts them out into the water and he draws them back and there's nothing in them. So he casts them back into the water and he draws them back and there's nothing in them. And again, he casts them out into the water and he begins drawing them back There's nothing in him. He goes, wait, 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 wait. I know I know how to do this. If there's one thing I know, I know I know how to get a fix. I know how to control things on my own. I know how to manipulate someone. I know how to work a relationship for my good. I know I know how to do this. I gotta try this again. And he throws it out. I know how to be successful and it comes back empty, but don't you know that anytime you step outside of the will of God, sometimes God will let you fail at what you know you are good at because you're trying to do it without him and he has got to show you that you can do nothing apart from me. That in me you can do all things, but apart from me you can do no thing, nothing. There's no thing you can do. So he's there and he's casting his nets and he pulls them back in and he's casting his nets and he pulls them back in and he gets to a point where he is striving so hard. He's striving so hard, like I've gotta figure out some way to get better. I've gotta figure out some way to get my income to change, my my joy to change, my peace to change. I gotta catch something. And the Bible says he fishes so hard all night long that he is sweating and striving so much. He strips off his clothes, and in the middle of the night, he's standing on the boat, and he's casting his net, and he's fishing naked. Now, I've tried a lot of different methods of fishing, but you're not gonna find me on the Mesa. Anyways. He cast it out there and he's he's drawing it back in and he's exhausted and he's sweating and he's he's so hot and he's, he's dropped his clothes and he's doing everything and he's like, I'm trying everything I can do and I'm pulling and I'm striving and I'm pulling and I'm striving like so many of us in this room. You are pulling and striving. If I could just, I, I, this, this next cast, I'm gonna try it one more time. I'm gonna try it again. I'm gonna try it again. This next time's gotta work. And he's exhausted. And he's breaking apart on this boat. He's a broken man. He's naked. He's down to the base of who he was when he was born. And in the morning, here comes Jesus walking down the shore eating a fish sandwich. (laughs) The same shore that he called Peter from in the first place see everything's come full circle now peter's gone in a circle of following and loving jesus falling away from jesus and now jesus is back and and he finds himself here in the place where he heard the initial call of god to hey follow me he hears jesus and jesus yells out to him hey you got any fish Enjoying a sandwich. Like, in other words, how's that working for you? you, You're gonna do your life your way without me. You're gonna catch everything without, how's that working? Why is Jesus standing on the shore eating fish, cooked fish by a fire? Why is he doing this while Peter is out there striving on the boat? He's teaching you and I something. He's teaching us that what you've been striving for, what you've been fishing for, Jesus is saying, look, I already have it in my hand and the peace that you've been looking for out in the world it's already in my hand the fish that you've been going after the joy you've been looking for that relationship that you've been looking for your happiness the income you need your provision it's already in my hand it's not in your boat it's not in your net it's in my hand and that is the jesus that we serve that he stands before you and he says, look, what you've been looking for is in my hand. But get this, Peter's fishing all night long for raw fish and Jesus is on the shore with cooked fish. The blessing that Jesus has for you is a prepared blessing. Blessing. That means you don't have to work for it. You don't have to cook it. You don't have to prepare it. You don't have to scale it. You don't have to clean it. It's already ready for you. He's saying, are you ready for this prepared blessing? I'm trying to prepare you for the prepared blessing I have for you. How do we know that Peter was ready for this prepared blessing? We know because Peter ended up jumping off the boat and swimming to Jesus. So now you got this man, and, and, and here's the weird thing about it, is we know that Jesus allowed him to catch some fish then that morning because the Bible said that he had Peter bring him a few more fish. So, so we know that Peter, like God actually showed him how to catch the fish. That doesn't make any sense. It's like God's showing you how to get away with what you wanna get away with. God's showing you how to be successful in walking away from him. God's showing you how to be unfaithful to him. Why? Because there's no real love without choice. So Peter now, on one hand, has a boat that's got fish in it, and he's gone back to to the old life, to the baser understanding of who he thought he was. And on one hand, he's got, he's got fish, and on the other hand, he's got Jesus. And how do we know that Peter was ready for the prepared blessing that Jesus had for him? He, not that he left the boat, not that he left the nets, but that he left the fish. Because all along, Jesus was saying, you are a fisher of fish, but I'm gonna make you a a fisher of men. You know how to get your fix. You know how to do things a certain way in the world. You know how to gratify your flesh. But if you'll just let go of that, and trust me, I'm gonna bring you into your full calling. And he left that thing that he had been going for his whole life and said, what I want more now. I don't want the fish. I want Jesus. I want Jesus. And that's the call of God on your life to follow me. Follow me, he says, follow me. When you're right or when you're wrong, follow me. When you're good and when you're bad, follow me. And he leapt off that boat, and when he left off that boat, demons began trembling. Hell was nervous. Satan was upset because he was jumping into his destiny. He was jumping into where God was going to use his gifts in the world to effect change and start catching men for the kingdom of God. Start catching men and women and changing. So, so the same skill set he was born with and was trained with in the beginning, he's now using in the world for the kingdom of God, all because he leapt, all because he leapt. I wonder, would you leap? Maybe you're standing there in life right now and you're holding on to nets, thinking, I'm going to find a way to make it on my own. I'm, I'm gonna find a way to just get by. I'm gonna find a way to survive the rest of 2020. I'm gonna find a way to get through and you're, you're trying by your own strength. to wonder, would you drop the nets and would you leap? And what's beautiful about this story is when he finally left and he finally trusted in Jesus, do you recognize that it is not recorded again one time in scripture that, that Peter ever went back to fishing again? We never see Peter on a boat again. 왜? Oui. That, that from that point forward, when he went full circle and he ended up going back to the old life and he finally had to choose between his old life and his new life, God brought him into his destiny, into a place where he found his real net. And the next time we see Peter, we see that Peter is speaking the inaugural address of the church on, on the day of Pentecost where 3,000 people that gave their lives over to Jesus as he opened his mouth and cast out the net of God's word and lives were saved and lives were changed, all because he decided, I'm gonna follow Jesus. So church, what am I telling you today? I'm telling you what you've been striving for and what you've been reaching for is beneath you. But what God is calling you for is is to follow him. It's before you. I'm talking about destiny. I'm talking about fulfillment. I'm talking about calling. I'm talking about life. When you decide to let go of your nets and leap and follow Jesus, He's gonna change you and he's gonna bring you the fulfillment that you have always looked for because the very thing that you're out there searching for right now, that raw piece of meat, that fish, he's got a way better plan because his prepared blessing is waiting in his hand. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love and God, we admit we can complicate everything. We can complicate the command that Jesus gave us that was as simple as two words. All you tell us to do is follow you. And so many of us, we try to We try to work out our own plans, our own schemes. If I just do that, just do this, do that. And we have all of our different, our plan B my options. If this doesn't work and and you're just saying, follow me. So God, what we pray right now is that in this room, your Holy Spirit would give us the courage and give us the grace by the blood of Jesus in order to be able to drop our nets. And that right now, God, I I believe it in Jesus' name. You'll give us the power to be able to let go of addiction, that you'll let go, uh, give us the ability to be able to let go of our own will, to be able to let go of our own feelings, to be able to let go of our our, our own desires and, and put all of these things, put our plan B aside and let go of that. And God, I pray that you would give us the power to leap and to leap into the life that you have for us, that we would be people that would walk in your destiny. Why? Not because we're trying, not because we're smart, is simply because we're following you. I thank you, God, and I just pray a blessing over our church right now that each and every person that has heard this word and as this word goes out over the internet, each and every person that is gonna listen to it today or in the weeks and months to come, maybe years to come, God would receive your grace in order to be able to follow you. We thank you for your call in our life, and I pray that you bless us and uh, be glorified by our lives today. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said... Amen. If you love our God, let's give him a shout of praise today. Well, I want to thank you so much for being here and joining with us in person. For those of you joining with us online, thank you so much. We ask that you like this video, that you share it, spread it to a friend. If this touched you today, help us touch other people as well with the good news of Jesus Christ. So send it on to friends. Uh, Thank you so much for joining with us today.
1: Thanks for listening to this week's message at Fellowship Church. If you've not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, I wanna give you the opportunity to do that right now. The Bible says in the book of Romans, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You can do that right now. I just wanna encourage you to pray this prayer with me. You can repeat after me, dear Jesus, I am a sinner, and I need forgiveness. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe that you are Lord, that you died on the cross for my sins, and that you rose again. And God, I thank you for that. I ask you now to be my Savior, to guide my life, and to give me a home forever in heaven. And God, I ask you this, in your precious Son, Jesus Christ's name, amen. If you just prayed this prayer for the first time, or if you need prayer, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us here at the church at 970-245-PRAY or at prayer at fellowshipgj.com. If this is your first time experiencing Fellowship Church, please click the first time link located in the description below the video. Thanks again. We hope to see you next week for our online services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m.